0: It is July the 3rd, 2021, and you're watching and you're listening to The Future of Photography. (laughs) The Future of Photography. See, I noticed we have listeners, probably more, (laughs) actually more listeners than viewers anyway. So, um, but still, it's a podcast in audio and video so if you want to watch what we're talking about and today it might actually help if you watch because we want to talk about some um computational Computational. things and that that is kind Mm. of always a bit of a visual topic so we're not really uh going to well you'll figure it out maybe maybe the audio version (laughs) of the episode is worth it today with me is imar hello Hello. and I'm here to ask
1: some dumb questions today.
0: Hello. <laughs> you know, you know there are there are no dumb questions, and that stuff, I mean, honestly, can be quite it, it's, it's mostly over my head. So what I will uh, present today is three.: It
1: is incredible though,: uh, It isn't
0: is. deny that it's incredible. yeah. And what I want to present today is three things from there that I can just myself look at and go, "Wow." but mm-hmm. i would never be able to explain any of this how it exactly works <laughs> um and of course these things come from the uh realm of the um well machine learning artificial intelligence kind of thing and um the source that i keep looking at is a is a youtube channel we've already um presented a few things from him here um it's uh two minute papers which is um, I think he's an, an an AI researcher who is in in light transfer kind of things. So it's about mainly about making things look realistic. So um, he presents new findings every few days, and it's it just amazes <sighs> me because he compresses a lot of things into a very short YouTube video. So the first one, I
2: yeah, sorry, I, go I, ahead. I two two minute videos take about two hours to digest.
0: Well, and they are not two minutes. They are like more like five minutes long, but still. I mean, I think it's he started yes. with uh, two minutes. He tried to do that. But um, it's very information-dense, and uh, it's mainly looking into scientific, new scientific things. The first one is about relighting. So when you look at a picture and... Um, and you you cut that person out and you place it in a different, with a, in front of a bit different background. Things that you always do in, in in many of your movies, Jeremiah, is like you have to put a person in front of a new background, and uh, what they match the light, what yeah. they do is they have mm. to match the light. So that's usually a, a task that is. Um, the, the 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 visual effects specialist who does that and is a painstaking process to make sure that mm-hmm. looks real that that person looks real in there so there's now algorithms out there that can do this automatically so you can change the background and not just the light in terms of like its color but also the shadows the specular highlights everything that you have in that picture um on that person's face gets adapted to the new surroundings um and the system does that virtually automatically, which again it blows my mind. I have no idea how they do it, but <laughs> it
2: you know years ago uh i I went down to um a kind of top secret uh basically it was a developmental research um facility that yep. had been doing work for the military and uh, they had some very advanced technical gear. One of the, one of the things they had, I mean, it was using, they would use it for training VR, but this is like maybe eight or nine years ago. They had something very interesting. They had a, it would look like a geodesic dome
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you had all with uh, LED lights You would feed in a picture, say, Notre Dame, and the computational analysis would create as if one is standing anywhere Mm -hmm. in the church, and the light on the face would match perfectly. This is just taking that reading from the actual 2D images and applying it into 2D rather than 3D. uh, But... But you have to have a,
0: inside this algorithm. There must be some form of a three D representation because they will create shadows on the face, and you can only yeah. do this if you know the geometry of the face. Like if someone has a big nose, it has to cast a bigger shadow. You know, so it, unless they're
2: using uh, depth maps, well, whatever they do, further, they
0: have they yeah. have a, they have it sorted out. The interesting thing is that algorithm was tra- trained on still images, so they feed a whole bunch of still images yeah. with different lighting situations, but it works really well on video so that was a kind of an an unexpected side effect you can put a video of a person it would
1: be very interesting jeremiah might know this like people who work in vfx how do they feel about uh these advances happening like what does it mean for their jobs Uh, you know like they're such skilled um they're such skilled the texture artists and all that type stuff
2: I think they're pushing the, the limits. It's it's you know when yeah. I began my uh, so called career in in film, I uh, I'd, I'd worked with old traditional matte painters, um, <laughs> like who would paint their mats yeah. with oil on um, huge canvases uh, that were placed out of background. Um, Mm. and those guys as, I mean, they were in their late seventies there and they, they were retiring, Mm. but they were training some younger guys. And by young, I meant probably in their forties, but those guys, uh, would really embrace the digitization of that. And it just keeps moving up because it allows them more detail. It allows them more control and it allows them to project their imagination Mm-hmm. on what's going on uh, recently. I don't know if this show has hit uh, Europe yet, but there's a, it's, it's out of the Marvel universe. It's a television series uh, called Loki, and it's based on, I guess, Thor's brother. And uh, <laughs> But it is absolutely dazzling visuals, both in terms of art direction, but in terms of the digital matte paintings. They are truly extraordinary. They have amazing mm-hmm. detail and amazing depth. And they're, 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 they're things that could not be done even several years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And so to that end, I think the embracing of technology on people who um, are used to that, uh, mm. whether that started with oil paint and board and are now moving to Wacom tablets or you know iPads with pens, um i think it just makes it faster easier better and sharper and so yeah that, that's kind of ideal. and i
0: also think that mm. that's not gonna put all the uh, the vfx artists out of work i think it's more a tool that they can use i don't think yeah i don't think we are there yet mm. where a director can just push a button and and all the vfx artists can go home that's no definitely <laughs> yeah. not there. No, yet. though. Do you yeah. thi- do
2: you think we're getting close to being able to uh, purchase, say, a mocap suit? Uh, f- you know, for consumer prices, place it in our you know our home, our living room, our garage, uh, uh, create uh, unbelievable naturalistic or hyperrealistic backgrounds. Alter our voices for recording, build the music, and actually create films where we play all the characters, do all the action. Yeah, is that is going to
0: happen sooner or later? Sure, and this is one of the technologies that can help there.
2: Yeah, exactly, and I I think we're going to see, you know, eighteen year olds creating epic movies that they like when uh, someone records an album and they play all (laughs) all the instruments like Prince did or whatnot. I think that this is coming. And then, of course, it goes back to the fundamentals. What's the story?
0: All right. Let's go to the second one. I'm uh, still with um, two-minute papers. And this is – you remember StyleGAN? That's the uh, the, the neural network that creates people, that creates people that aren't there but that look like people. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They have just – added uh, new features there there's like an extension of it StyleGAN2 um, with some special uh, secret sauce on it improved it in several ways Uh, one of the things they uh, improved is um, you could in some some of these pictures you could see interesting artifacts like uh, teeth would be in the wrong place and that kind of stuff Um, they have gotten rid of that which I find interesting because I didn't really notice (sighs) these things but if you know them you can see them um mm. but the other mm. thing that they can do now is um they call this morphing and they have found a way to let me show you this hold on to dh photos but oh, wow. uh, but in a way that okay let me let me find this cuz it was really interesting somewhere in here um let me see this no this is the, uh this is the ad we're not going to show any ads here <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for this. Hold on. Um so so they, they they've taken pictures of uh famous people and here we go. That's what I wanted to show you. Um pictures of famous people and then they oh. they they made them into current photos but using this artificial intelligence and the way they did it was that they um for example, here's the here's the example of Abraham Lincoln, where they took a relative of him with a similar bone structure, and then they morphed the structure of Abraham Lincoln's head onto that sibling. So you end up with a very natural looking current day portrait, but um as as if you had taken his picture right now. And they did this with like, uh, here's Einstein. Um, again, these are just. I actually
2: have George Washington. I do have.
0: Yeah, I've seen. I've I, seen George Washington. That's true. Uh, here's Schrodinger, or or our all-time favorite scientist, or um, his cat. <laughs> yeah, Henry Ford, as a, well, uh, and then of course it it continues into into <laughs> making pictures of dogs and cats and. Uh, becoming better in that respect, um, huh. so it, it it's just interesting. And the and one of the <coughs> one of the interesting things they did is they achieved this by the new algorithm achieves this with a, a fraction of the training data that you have to use. So normally you put like tens of thousands of photos into an algorithm like this to train it on uh, doing these things. Mm. They are they now get away with like a thousand or two thousand maybe. And it's faster and uses less memory. So, uh, just just an interesting thing that I found. And then, last but not least, here's one that I already showed to Jeremiah a while ago. Um, <clears throat> when you when you when you make a game, a video game, and you want to make it realistic looking, as a developer, you have to put a whole lot of resources into that. You have to have a computer. To run it on that is very capable. That has lots of graphics, computational resources, lots of memory, and so on. You have to have extensive textures and things to make it real looking. And um, there is this algorithm, and there's there's like they kind of still look not really that realistic. Doesn't really look like a video. Here's a here's a, I think that's uh, GTA. Uh, Grand Theft Auto and yeah it looks like Grand Theft Auto it could be much much better now what they did is they trained an AI to take the footage from that video game and do um, we have we have in the past talked about style transfers we have a style of something that you transfer onto something else and what what these guys did is they took training data from cars driving in the streets of Germany And they planted that on top of the uh, Grand Theft Auto California footage to make it look like real. And uh, there's like a comparison of the two um, where you end up with something that looks like a real video of something. So they they get to the photorealism Mm. by transferring the style onto it from a different kind of real uh, from different real footage, so so I'm
2: wondering, Chris, if, if if just projecting our kind of kids in the basement making epic movies, yeah, uh, that's, where that's where know, I wanted to go do, with this, <laughs> right? I mean, we we, we know you could create you know a, a spaceship and rockets through space, yeah. but a car chase that you basically uh, you know elect the bones of Grand Theft Auto and you can control that with your own gameplay and yep. then apply the city that you are describing onto that with your you know and then cut to obviously a virtual interior of the car with your you know your
0: metahuman puppet of
2: course and uh edit it i i quote don't see any problem unquote
0: well you know that's that's exactly where i wanted to go with this cuz you as a film director i mean just imagine the the budget you could save by Making scenes like this uh, in GTA or any other video game, and then just make it into the real thing oh, by man. applying some neural network magic on top of it. And this yeah, works it would be for,
2: interesting. <clears throat>
0: Go ahead. Uh, th- this works for anything: cityscapes, landscapes, pretty much anything that the system has been trained for. So
2: I'm wondering if uh, you know once this, and it's only a question of processing power, um, etc. But when it gets to six or eight k, then it will be so sharp, so good, and one's ability to kind of uh, add textures, even more textures, onto that um, for release. I mean, even theatrical release could be fine. definitely Certainly for
0: television that'd be good. So here's a, here's um, a fun thing. As I said, they used uh, German training data on top of the the GTA that plays in California and one of the things that that, uh, that they found is that the training data of course the reflects in the result and uh, the dry hills of LA turned into lush green hills in that thing i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> unrecognizable <laughs> here <laughs> very very funny but uh, of course that's just a matter of what you have in the in the training data so that's it with uh, interesting things from the visual from visual computing and computational photography and, yeah what, I, I, I think, well, yeah, what does that mean for the future? I think, yeah, what
2: does that mean for the future of photography? As it you said, I guess, it,
0: I guess we will be able to, in the basement, do things that are on par with what Hollywood does with a with million-dollar budget, right?
2: Well, it's the same thing in music. I mean, people, you know, very yeah. few people are going to large and elaborate studios and spending that kind of money or getting a, quote, record company for what that's mm-hmm. worth to, to pay for that. Um, they're building their home studios for very little. Small keyboards, mm. incredible plugins, uh give you huge amounts of orchestral uh environments, mm. and those are getting better and more real and, and uh, so that you have individual composers being able to work really on, on the biggest level they can, you know, audio, project, and and digital. Uh, image makers, whether in film or photography, it's what your imagination drives you to do if you can learn the technique exactly. or find people who know the technique. I mean, currently I'm working with some um, I guess software developers in India to just I, I've given them the the raw materials that I need to put together. I know how to do it, but it would take me weeks and weeks and weeks of focus to do that, where they'll do it in two days. And and uh, and we and we have a very good relationship back and forth. And the work is is outstanding. So a- as a director, you go, you're going to do this. You'll do the reflections. You'll do the texturing. And then I bring it together, assemble it, and there it is. And um, it's, it's very familiar, but it's all kind of focused on an individual's kind of... Um, creation, I think we're heading in that direction. If not there now,
0: and, and I, th- I don't know, uh, Imar, do you? I, I have the feeling that this is all speeding up. How do you feel about this?
1: I don't know. My tiny little mind is blown now again after seeing, um, <laughs> same
0: as mine, Oh, <laughs> the
1: morphing, the morphing of. Oh wow, that's like the, I can. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's wild, getting quicker it? and quicker. Like, it doesn't seem that long ago since um, we looked at those people-who-don't-exist photos and, um, you that know, there be was better. sort of big lumps out of place here and there, and all of a sudden now, that's that's a few months well, the, ago, know, I think, the, is it?
2: Oh, obviously, the, there is the law of unintended consequences, which we have discussed at nauseum on the show, which is if you can do that, then the That gray zone uh, between something that is newsworthy or planting a politician in a compromising arena or ascribing a quote, direct quote with sand audio and all of those Mm. things are not only possible, but probable. And therefore, all this technology becomes a political tool. Uh, to create uh, imbalances, say in the communication of information to the general public, which will be not a good thing.
0: <laughs> and before we go any further down the dystopian rat hole, let's go to our picks of the week.
2: <laughs> good let idea. Me, good on plan, that happy note,
0: plan. on that happy note, let me let me bring us all the way back to the beginning of photography. So here I am um i will be gone for a week next week but um we will still record an episode for you so you'll get stuff um and one of the things i want to do and it's a workshop it's a photo workshop it's a one week photo workshop five days with photographers first face-to-face in-person workshop we're Mm -hmm. all vaccinated we're all like uh gonna be really careful and everything but it's really special and uh one of the things I want to do with the group is a simple pinhole photography project. So, um, But that doesn't just mean we'll all go out and use pinhole cameras. No, we'll build our own pinhole cameras. So no, um, I've could. prepared this uh, little thing. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. here uh, it is a 4x5 um, large format pinhole camera made from a cardboard box with... Um, a light-tight seal made from black felt with a 4x5 uh, piece of film in it. This one is obviously exposed now, but um, for demo purposes, with a little mm. with a little sliding thing here in the front, which is from a... Yeah. Uh, this is a little camera, webcam cover, cover that you can put on your laptop, but these are uh, with an adhesive, and they will uh, serve the purpose of Keeping the light out, and then uh, the thing that's missing is the actual pinhole. But um, a guy I know has already made them from uh, thin bronze foil with like special techniques. So pins. they are they are pins. No, 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 they're not, 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 not pins. That's the thing. He, he's drilled them and then he's filed them, and then he's. It's really important that these pinholes are as uh, burr-free as possible. So you need a very thin material mm. with good edges and so on. He's he, he's going to bring those to the workshop, so we'll have a uh, the experience of building our own camera, then using it, then Fairly. developing it, and then um, mm. which when I did this for the first time, it really drove home a lot of good and interesting things. For
2: me. Yeah, it's starting mm. at the beginning. It's the basis. It is the basis. Sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. It definitely is. So, mm. Jeremiah, what is your pick of
2: well, my, my, staying uh, in character for this episode, um, I just thought I would show you the new evolution of what's happening in artificial intelligence. This is, oh. <laughs> this is kind of what I was alluding to, but it is uh, a spectacular, spectacular technology. I, I've, I've managed to snaffle an hour on the server because they're doling it out rather Stingily, because for testing purposes. <laughs> so, I for those who watch video, what
0: it. we're looking at right now are artificial humans.
2: Completely artificial. These are not, uh, these are built artificially. They're polygonal. Uh, and it, <laughs> what, could, what can you say? Wow. If you are listening, uh, just trust me. Uh, they look absolutely real. And um, they they've managed to kind of keep moving through the uncanny valley, which is the kind of dead eye syndrome that uh,
0: they have that they have that sorted out pretty away. well now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think within a year it will be uh, totally over and done. Because you know the eye does move a bit, and, and the eye and they, they can program all of that in, of course, they do a lot of computational by just tracking the individual eye movement on any situation and applying it. Um, but these are uh, dazzling, and they are uh, one is effectively able to become any one of these characters. if one scary
0: knows how to. this is very scary. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. This is this honestly honestly just seeing these gives me more of a dystopian vibe than what we talked about <laughs> earlier. So yes,
2: it's freaking.
0: <sighs> yeah. Imar, <laughs> that's that's about area. to faint yeah.
2: now. She's fainting now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm so you know, uh, like that. Um so imagine are, that would be
1: really fun to play with. Like, uh, you know, to build a human in there would be really fun. <laughs> just yeah, imagine you I could, a, you could build
0: yourself, fun. your own face, and just yes. go, ah, yeah, I, I like probably. my nose a bit more stubby. Mm-hmm. And then you end up with something else. Wow.
2: I, I do oh have a gosh. project where um, I am going to... Use this technology, but I want to. I want to learn as much as I can before I grab that hour. All right, that's all I get until it's released, and you know, probably within a, we- a year, it'll be on our iPhones. So, <laughs> oh all God.
1: right. Last but not that's least,
0: Emar, what have you brought us?
1: I have brought like a very hyper local type of pick of the week. It is um, Clomel Junction Arts Festival, which mm-hmm. is the uh, the arts festival. In the town here where I live and it's been so hard for everybody in this uh, arts kind of community. They expected to have audiences up until last week when um, restrictions at the last minute were sort of held in place. And now it's all been transferred online. So um, I just... And, and I you really are among the, the organisers, right? Yeah, we're connected to like four of the, the projects this year, but there's some... Excellent theatre stuff. There's some really good art. There's some writing. There's a bit of everything. There's podcasts. There's lots of good stuff. And um, if anybody out there wants to uh, throw a bit of support, or will you just click on the website or buy a ticket for something? Or it's lots of good news. Well, so. yeah.
0: JunctionFestival.com.
1: JunctionFestival.com. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very so, cool. Yeah, really.
1: Looks need the urge to give those guys a shout out. A lot of work.
0: Ah. <sighs> Yeah, and uh, right now, I mean, I will hold a workshop next week. At this point, I I assume that it's still taking place. I don't know. So, well, there's there's (laughs) short-term stuff that might happen or might not happen that uh, we're not really, we don't really know know, yet. It's
1: one day at a time, isn't it?
0: It it is, it is. It's looking good, though. So, Mm. um, everyone, all the links that uh, we've talked about, all the things we've talked about are linked in the show notes. Um, including the Junction Festival and a lot of eerie, strange humanoids and <laughs> weird, weird. Don't look at other that stuff
1: things. before you go to bed.
0: Hold on to
2: your hats. <laughs> Hold on to your hats. That's, that's what, that's what the, the
0: guy keeps saying. Yep, and it's going to change, and it changes more, and it becomes better. And we will have another episode along these lines in. Probably a couple of months from now, and everything is new then. Until in next the fu- time. In
2: the future. Take care. In the future. Bye <laughs> bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com